Quick Grasp of Faith, by Harun Yehya, Part 3. How do we see? Allah brought you out of your mother's wombs devoid of all knowledge and gave you hearing, sight and heart so that perhaps you would give thanks. Quran, 16,78 The act of seeing is realized progressively. During the act of seeing, light clusters, photons, traveling from any object to the eye pass through the lens at the front of the eye where they are refracted and fall upside down on the retina at the back of the eye. Here, impinging light is turned into electrical signals that are transmitted by neurons to a tiny spot called the center of vision in the back of the brain. This electrical signal is perceived as an image in this center in the brain after a series of processes. The act of seeing actually takes place in this tiny spot in the posterior part of the brain, which is pitch dark and completely insulated from light. When we say, we see, we are in fact seeing the effects of impulses reaching our eyes and induced in our brain, after they are transformed into electrical signals. That is, when we say, we see, we are actually observing electrical signals in our minds. Both the book you are now reading and the boundless landscape you see and you gaze at the horizon fit into this tiny space. This adjustment in scale holds true also for the different perceptions we obtain through our other senses. What does it mean, not to have direct experience of the real matter? All the information that we have about the world in which we live is conveyed to us by our five senses. The world we know of consists of what our eyes see, our hands feel, our noses smell, our tongues taste, and our ears hear. Modern research reveals that our perceptions are only responses created in the brain by electrical signals. In this regard, we merely deal with the copy images reaching our brains of people, colors, and everything we own in the external world. For instance, let us take a piece of fruit, electrical signals pertaining to the taste, smell, appearance, and hardness of the fruit, reach our brains through our nerves and build up a picture of the fruit there. If the nerves that travel to the brain were disrupted, the perceptions relating to the fruit would disappear. What we perceive as a fruit is actually a collection of perceptions reaching our brains. The fruit exists in the outside world, but we can never know its original external existence. In other words, we can never have direct experience of the original of this collection of perceptions that exists on the outside. We have no means of getting outside our brains to contact anything, we have only our perceptions. Can we reach the original of the external world? We can never reach the original of the external world. Since throughout our lives we merely deal with the electrical signals reaching our brains, we merely know the perceptions in the mind. The only world we know of is the world that exists in our minds, the one that is designed, recorded, and made vivid there, the one, in short, that is created within our minds. Do we not also experience dreams in the mind? Yes, dreaming is an excellent example to understand the subject. In our dreams, we experience events, see people, objects and settings that seem completely real. However, they are all nothing but mere perceptions. Both of the dream and the real world are experienced in the brain. While dreaming there is nothing apart from what is in the brain. In the real world, however, the actual matter exists outside us, but we can never reach it and merely know its version perceived in the mind. 
If we deal merely with perceptions of all matter, then what is the brain? Since our brains are a part of the physical world just like our arms, legs, or any other object, we deal merely with its perception just like all other objects. An example about dreams will illuminate the subject further. Let us think that we see the dream. In the dream, we will have an imaginary body, an imaginary arm, an imaginary eye, and an imaginary brain. If during our dream, we were asked, where do you see, we would answer, I see in my brain. Yet, actually, there is not any brain to talk about, but an imaginary head and an imaginary brain. The seer of the images is not the imaginary brain in the dream, but a being that is far beyond it. Who or what is the perceiver? So far, people have believed that what does the perceiving is the brain. When we analyze the brain, however, we see that there is nothing in it but lipid and protein molecules, which also exist in other living organisms. This means that within the piece of meat we call the brain, there is nothing there to observe images, to constitute consciousness, or to create the being we call myself. It is clear that the being that sees, hears, and feels is supermaterial in nature. This being is alive, and it is neither matter nor an image of matter. This being associates with the perceptions in front of it by using the image of our body. This being is the soul. In the Quran Allah states, They will ask you about the spirit. Say, the spirit is my Lord's concern. You have only been given a little knowledge. Quran, 17,85 Since the material world we have experience of is actually perceptions seen by our soul, then what is the source of these perceptions? The reality that should be noted when answering this question is that we see matter only as an illusion and we can never have direct experience of its external existence. Since matter is a perception to us, it is something artificial. That is, this perception must have been caused by another power, which means that it must have been created. There is a creator who has created the material universe and continues his creation ceaselessly. This creator tells us, through the book he revealed, about himself, the universe and the reason of our existence. This creator is Allah and his book is the Quran. The facts that the heavens and the earth are not stable, that their presence has been made possible by Allah's having created them and that they will disappear when he ends this creation, are all explained in the following verse. It is Allah who keeps a firm hold on the heavens and earth, preventing them from vanishing. And if they vanished, no one could then keep hold of them. Certainly, he is most forbearing and ever forgiving. Quran, 35, 41 How is it that Allah encompasses everything and he is closer to us than our jugular vein? Material beings cannot see Allah, but Allah sees the matter that he created in all its forms. That is, we cannot grasp Allah's being with our eyes, but Allah has thoroughly encompassed us from the inside, from the outside, in looks and in thoughts. We cannot utter any word unless it is with His knowledge, nor can we even take a breath. While we watch these sensory perceptions that Allah shows to us in the course of our lives, the closest being to us is Allah Himself. The secret of the following verse in the Quran is concealed in this reality.
It is we who created man, and we know what dark suggestions his soul makes to him, for we are nearer to him than, his, jugular vein. Quran, 50.16 When a human being thinks that he has experience of his original and actual body, and fails to remember that every moment he experiences is actually experienced in the mind, he cannot comprehend this important fact. If he takes his brain to be, himself, then the place that he accepts to be the outside is 20 to 30 centimeters away from him. However, when he understands that he merely deals with a copy of matter formed in his brain, notions such as outside, inside, far or near lose their meaning. Allah has encompassed him and he is infinitely close to him.